Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Jeff Hathorne in for Paul's Ice on a Friday night here on 93.7 The Fan. Thanks to Dan Kangursky. We could have gone another 20 minutes discussing Marshan, but, you know, we've done that so much. Um, I respect his point of view. And Dan's stuff, if, if you're into hockey, check out Dan's website. And he has built it from nothing we've discussed with the lacrosse program kind of starting from scratch dan has done that with pittsburgh hockey now and has tens of thousands of people that read his stuff Uh, and he is a hockey guy he used to work in toronto and he is a pittsburgh native and he does incredible work so if you're looking for hockey stuff please check out what he does someday on the level of dan kangerski will be Bill Steinbach, who is, uh, who does, you do a little bit of everything. You produce, you do traffic reports, you do news on our sister station, 100.1 and AM 1020, KDKA. Um, but you're, you have a love for racing, which comes from where? I don't really know. I don't remember a time when I wasn't into it. I think it's genetic. I think my grandfather was into it. My parents are both into it, so kind of the genetic thing. Was it just TV? Was it going to local tracks? Uh, Mainly TV, and then when I got to be probably four to five, we started going to a lot of the local tracks. Oh, so you waited until you were much older, Right. I mean, five. Yeah, Yeah. you don't want to hurt the baby's ears. I mean, you've got to be safe. Did you have a big wheel? I did. I had several. Including my sister's, which I'll, she'll remind me of. I'm going to guess that you blew out the tires using that brake. I did, on several several models. <laughs> did you used to? Ra- I mean, did you race everything? Did you race bikes and BMX bikes and some go kart stuff, but nothing too high level. Wow, uh, we saw on last Sunday at the Coliseum in Los Angeles a pretty incredible setup, where it was Roman Coliseum esque, where all of a sudden they br- they bring in. A base, they pave a track around the middle of the Coliseum, which they have now broken up and are going to put grass back in to create, what was it, quarter, quarter mile? Yeah. Track. Um, it's That some ways look kind of uh, hot wheels and some ways look surreal. I mean, it was, what, what were your thoughts on NASCAR racing in a Coliseum like that? I was surprised at first. I, I mean, I kind of get the marketing idea behind it just to draw eyes and something so unique they have raced on tracks that size but not in about 50 years so i was curious to see what the new car the technology how they would be able to adapt to that sort of a track and obviously they had to cut the field 
I, I think it worked ultimately. I think the show worked. I think it brought in a lot of new eyes. And my expectations were it was going to be kind of a disaster. I didn't think we would see the good racing that we actually did. Disaster meaning wrecks? Yeah. I thought there would be that or you just wouldn't be able to pass because it's so small so the drivers could never really gain speed to pass somebody. But I think overall things worked. I guess there was some in the qualifiers. There was a lot of yeah, a the, lot of that. The uh, the last chance qualifiers. Yeah, those are hectic. I'm sure there was a lot of holding breath. I think at the end, most of the reaction that I saw is, I would have liked the race to be longer. I agree. I think as the first exhibition, what 150 laps, just trying to see if it even works. Probably some of that went into it. I, I realistically think they could probably do 250 to 300, and it wouldn't be too egregious. Does that seeming success open the door for would you like to see other possibilities maybe thinking outside the box for nascar i would i i'm not sure about other stadiums just with the footprint of the coliseum being as large as it is i don't think you could have a similar setup at heinz field per se but if if it works i think they could do it i don't know how they would do it with a points race where you have half the field that can't race because we just don't have space but i think for an exhibition maybe the all-star race I think, why not do more of them? Something you could travel around, maybe into non-traditional markets like right here. Yeah, even um, there's talk that they want to race in Mexico. This was one of the paths that they could take. Hmm. Would they do road in Mexico? They could. There's actually a rumor they'll have a, a street race in Chicago in the next year or so. And this was, again, I think just kind of a test run for that with the tight corners, the new car, see if they can do that kind of stuff. It is not tight. In, at Daytona. I mean, <laughs> not, it, not at all. It, it might be at the end, but as far as space, there is a heck of a lot more space at Daytona than there was at the Coliseum. And of course, that kicks off the season that's coming up soon. Uh, what are your thoughts on favorites for Daytona? I think this year it's going to be a little bit different again, just with the new, the next gen car. Um, you know, it's a completely different setup. I know it looks similar to what we've always had, but. For if you're out there and you don't, are not really maybe familiar with NASCAR, underneath it's a completely new car. The the way they shift the gears, it's different. The chassis of the car, the wheels are different. So I think you have to look at a driver who can adapt. And historically, that's been Kyle Larson, just with his diverse background of several vehicles, and, and Joey Logano. I think him, the Penske team in general, because Roger Penske working in IndyCar and sports cars, the resources that they'll have, the people they'll have, I think that could be a big factor in. Some of those early season favorites, at least once we get going here. So why did they make those changes? One, the big thing is the cost saving to, to make the sport more um, approachable for new owners. You see, have seen that with Michael Jordan coming into the sport, Pitbull. That's the big thing, to get the cost down to a reasonable level. And also, from my childhood in the 90s, every week they had the same sponsors. Now you might tune in and they could have five or six throughout the year. That sort of driver identity is one of the big reasons to with this car. So if it's cheaper... They can have one or two sponsors versus four to five and just kind of helps things in general. So because it's cheaper, will that also mean that we're going to see the better drivers winning? I would think so. Now, with this car, it's also kind of a spec car, which means that all the teams basically are buying the exact same components from the same manufacturers. So in theory, it's supposed to make the competition actually closer. I still think your big teams, Hendrick, Penske, Gibbs, those are going to be the top teams because they have the best people and the most resources. But we could see that, again, I think early on in the year, you'll probably see some mid-pack teams be able to surprise until, again, until we learn more and the big teams kind of gather their data. I know I'm catching you off balance with this, but who's a, who's a mid-pack driver that you think just never has had the type of equipment that might be? Call from mom. 
Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Be able to really benefit from this. I would say somebody like Chris Busher, he drives for uh, now RFK, Roush Fenway-Keselowski, even Corey LaJoy. They've shown promise, but again, they've just never had the equipment to be able to show what they can actually do. You've had the opportunity. You mentioned you went to local tracks when you were a baby. You were a kid. Um, and you've gone to some recently. I know Lernerville opening night is April 1st. It's early this year. Which is not an April Fool's joke. Like, that's the actual start, weather permitting. Um, but given what the last couple of years and the hit that the local tracks have taken because of COVID, um, describe in your mind what a racing experience is like at Lernerville. Well, I, I think it's it's what the root of the sport is like. It's kind of that Friday night high school football feel to what is to the NFL. It's It feels more small town, if you will. You can actually get up into the pits and talk to the drive. I mean, you can't do that at a NASCAR race, per se. Uh, it's more of a family atmosphere. You can see a lot of variety of different cars, from late model stock cars to sprint cars, which is kind of the path to Indy cars. So I, I like that. And also the age range. I mean, you have series there where you could see 14 to 15-year-olds race, and then there's guys in their you know, early 60s just oh, as yeah. a hobby. So I like that aspect of it. And again, the family feel of local short track racing, that's something you can't really find in a lot of other sports. World of Outlaws is a, is a step up. But in what you're saying, I think there is an appeal in local racing when you, know, you see the driver might get into his pickup truck and pull his car away after the race. Like, it is a family set up to where, uh, you know, you're just driving home after the event. Yeah, and I, that's what people love about it, really. I mean, most of it is, it's a lot of third and fourth generation families that have been racing since, you know, the 60s and 70s. And, and again, that, that sort of, I, I think, speaks to the staying power of it. You know, people want to be involved with it. They always go back. The Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, they open April 23rd. It's a bigger area out there. What, what do you like about the setup there? It's similar to Lernerville, obviously, with just it being dirt, but the speeds you'll see there provide a totally different atmosphere. You know, Lernerville is a bit tighter, so the corners are where the drivers have to work more. A place like PPMS, where the cars can actually get some pretty serious speed down the front and back straightaway, you see more of the the vehicle on display. You can see that higher speeds and who's willing to try 
maybe more of a daring move per se into the corners. I think it's just a speed spectacle. It's a little bit different type of a surface too, which it doesn't hold moisture quite as well as the clay surface. It's more of a dirt based, which doesn't sound like it would do a whole lot, but I mean, that changes the way drivers have to take their lines and all these sorts of things. And you don't see a ton of wrecks, but you see a lot of contact. Is that fair to say? For sure. And again, that goes back to the the grassroots level. People can't go out there and just, you know, junk their car, but I mean, they're still, they're going to race. I mean, it doesn't matter right. if it's for two grand to win or 20,000, they're going to give it a try. So when I was a kid, I had the opportunity because it was close to where I grew up to go to Sharon Speedway. Uh, they start on April 23rd as well. Dave Blaney still runs and he's in his fifties. You were talking about older drivers. He won there last year. Right. And uh, his son, Ryan races in NASCAR and had a tremendous season last year. Uh, Sharon, I, I don't know if it's a mix of some of the other ones, but they've put a lot of money in it. Um, I know they've got some big events coming up this year, too. Yeah, the Superstar Racing Experience, they'll be there, um, not sure the date, but end of July, I want to say July 23rd, which that is drivers from all over racing. You have old NASCAR guys like Tony Stewart, Paul Tracy from the IndyCar Series, and they also have a local driver, which I'm hoping it's Dave Blaney, so when I can go see that. But a, a very cool series. It's only their second season, and it's live on CBS on Saturday nights. But a very unique racing series, and it kind of brings all forms of the sport together from open wheel, even F1, to NASCAR. Bill, where else can you go and, and get a good racing experience locally? Uh, Jennerstown. It's in Somerset. That's a cool yeah. track. It's a paved track, so it's a different show. But I've been there a couple of times. A great atmosphere, and they've got a few big races throughout the summer. So same thing. It's affordable family fun. How different in your mind, we're talking to Bill Steinbach, uh, is dirt to pavement, and how unique of an experience will you see on dirt compared to what maybe what you watch on television? Yeah, dirt is very unique just in the fact that the surface is constantly changing throughout the race. So you're seeing the drivers really adapt. I think it's more about driver skill. You can see a lot of guys who maybe don't have the best car, but they can make up for it, where in pavement, you're sort of limited with only the capabilities that the car can do, regardless of, yeah, the track does change with temperature and things like that, but it's not nearly as drastic as dirt, and let alone the car control. I mean, on dirt, you're sliding around. You have to use the accelerator to the best of your ability, and you're, it's, it's like the movie Cars, turn right to go left, but there's a lot of that which <laughs> no, goes into it. it it's kind of cool because the slide into the corners and being able to maintain, it's, you know, it isn't just, I, I wouldn't say there's more skill on dirt. I'm, I won't go that far, but there's definitely more um, more adjustments, as you said, on dirt than there is on a, on a regular oval. Yeah, no doubt. And just, I, I think the way that the driver's, need to be constantly adapting. I mean, I've talked to some some race car drivers, and their thing with dirt is it's not the hardest car to physically drive, regardless of what they're in, but it's the hardest to race. I think that's the difference there. Where the actual skill set of driving, that kind of carries from dirt to pavement. But on dirt, when you're dealing with other cars and you've got dust in your face and all of these different factors, the, the racing is probably harder than it is on pavement. But driving overall, you're right, they're probably pretty similar. All right, you said you like car- – Kyle Larson with new cars. Uh, is that your favorite? Who do you think is going to win Daytona? Yeah, I'd have to go with him. I mean, as of now, I'll probably know more after qualifying and practice next week. But I would say Kyle Larson or probably Joey Logano. I like those two. Hmm. Bill Steinbach, thank you. Appreciate your time. You'll hear Bill all over our airwaves, not just here at 93.7 The Fan, but 100.1 FM and 1020 AM KDKA. When we come back, we'll get you set on – Sports news from today. 
and also get you lined up for what's going to be an interesting 10 o'clock hour here on 93.7 The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.